What did we start a series on, folks, a few weeks ago? Seeking God, okay? I want you to look in your Bibles to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. There is a scripture up there this morning that we will probably end with as part of my message today. And this coming year, I really believe that we need to start the year out seeking him. We should seek God every day. But I believe there's a special emphasis by the Spirit of God for God's people to begin to cry out to him. If you look at the nation and the condition of this nation and this world, the only individual or person that can solve this is God and a people that are crying out and seeking him. In Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So we, we learned that the, when's the best time to seek him? We've already gone over that. Now. Now. It says that seek is defined in the Hebrew. It emphasizes a special intensity, and it literally means to beat a path or go over something or over an area so often as to rub or wear away a recognizable path. A fierce determination to have something or become something, it implies a constant and arduous seeking to obtain something, not just an occasional attempt. So there's, it's, it's more intense. When you're going to seek after God, everything else is going to fall by the wayside and you're going to give him his full attention. So we seek God now. The psalmist said, David, he said, early will I seek you. Then there's another scripture. It says, in the day of my trouble, I sought him. When do most Christians seek God? When they're in trouble. It shouldn't be that way. Psalm 27, 8, it says, when you said, David said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. We learned last time, why do you seek God? The one thing, one thing that David said, he says, the thing I seek the most of all is the privilege of meditating in his temple, living in his presence every day. So why do we seek God? Number one, it's fellowship. You shouldn't just be seeking him. I shouldn't just be seeking God in 2016 to receive something. See, we said this before, but I'm saying it again. We should seek his face, which represents his presence and not his hand. Because we want what's in his hand. But God's people, we need to seek his face because that represents presence. And that's what David understood. Then we also said we seek him because it's an opportunity to worship him. And then the one thing that we concentrated on last week was if we seek him, we'll stay heart healthy. I'm not talking about eating, you know, foods that aren't fatty and and not good for. I'm talking about keeping your spiritual man, your spirit being healthy. Amen? You and I have to spend time with him and worship him every day and make sure we're keeping our heart right, keeping our heart pure. And yeah, we're all works in progress, and yeah, we all make mistakes. We're not perfect, but if we do... He forgives us and he forgets our sin. 
But we need to concentrate on staying heart healthy. Our hearts and wills must be broken and yielded to God. We must make ourselves willing to receive the word of God and obey it. Or seeking him will not avail us anything. Now, look at Mark 12. We're going to go this morning and and get started here. We're not going to get all through this. But in Mark chapter 12... Today we're going to talk about and ask ourselves the question, you know, we've asked ourselves, why do we seek God? Today we're going to talk about how you seek God. Everyone say, how you seek God. Mark chapter 12 and verse 28, Mark 12, verse 28, it says, Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he'd answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Everyone say commandment. Jesus answered him. Now, who's, who's saying this? It's red letter. Jesus. The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 30. And you shall love the Lord your God with some of your heart, half your heart, a quarter of your heart. No, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first what? So it's a commandment. It's it's pretty easy, pretty simple. It's a commandment. You and I are commanded to love God with all of our heart. Now, who said that? Is Jesus a liar? No, Jesus is truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If Jesus said, you and I can love God with all our heart, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. With all of our heart. The trouble is, you know, when we come to Christ, and we all remember when we gave Jesus our heart maybe years ago when we're born again and become new creatures in Christ, do you remember when you were seeking after him? Maybe you were, your life was in crisis. Maybe you were in trouble, but you were seeking him with all your heart. But what can happen as a believer as the years go by, pretty soon the fire dies down. And you find yourself not seeking him with all your heart. And my Bible says, and your Bible says, and Jesus said that we're to love him with all our heart. Now look at Deuteronomy chapter 4. And the Old Testament is full of examples of all your heart. You can go through there and you can find that, that phrase, all your heart. Because the nation of Israel, as long as they followed after God and served God and, and, and didn't, you know, raise up idols, they were blessed. But the minute that they got away from loving God with all of their heart, then some nation would come and come against them. And in Deuteronomy 4, and this is Moses' warning of idolatry, In Deuteronomy 4.23, 
This is what Moses said. He says, take heed to yourselves. Do you think that applies to us today? Yes, most certainly. Lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. When you beget children and grandchildren and have grown old in the land and act corruptly and make a carved image in the form of anything and do evil in the sight of the Lord your God to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you will soon utterly perish from the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. You will not prolong your days in it, but will be utterly destroyed. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples. Did that happen? Yes. And you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. Verse 29. So would you say if they're, they're doing that, they're in trouble? Yes. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will what? Find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, that's a promise. If you and I will purpose to seek God in this coming new year with all our soul, with all our might, will we find him? Yeah, because he promises us that we will find him. Then it goes on. Look, at, Jump over to verse 40. This is why it's so important. It says, You shall therefore keep his statutes and commandments, which I command you today, that it may go what? Well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord your God is giving you for all time. So if you and I will seek God with all of our heart, he promises that we will find him. He promises that he'll prolong our days. He promises blessings, not only for us, but for our children. I say, that's, that's a benefit right there. And we're going to go through that in the days ahead, the benefits of seeking God. So look at Psalm 119. Here's another example. Psalm 119. I'm giving you the word of God. You've got to see it in the scripture, how important it is to seek him. Not just when you're in trouble, but just because you love him and you want to seek his face and be in his presence and get the vision of God for 2016. I, I already told you this. God's blessed us this year. He's blessed this church financially. He's blessed us in, in many ways. But he's blessed us so we can be a blessing. So we're starting the year out next year showing him that we want to bless others. I can't think of a better way to start the year out. Psalm 119, and look at, at uh, verse, let's look at verse 1. Psalm 119. It says, verse 1, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. Who what? Seek him with what? With a whole heart. We've been on the whole year last year about being blessed. Well, if you want to be blessed in 2016, what should you do? Seek him with your whole heart. Jump down to uh, verse 10. I'll start with 9. It says, how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word with my what? 
whole heart I have sought you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So if you begin and I begin to seek God with all my heart, do you realize it can prevent you from getting into what? Sin. I'd say that's pretty. That's a pretty good reason right there, wouldn't you? Look at Jeremiah 29. If you, I don't know whose idea was to put that up there today, but they were led by the Spirit. Jeremiah 29. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to re- from the New King James, and I'm going to give it to you from the Message translation. Jeremiah 29. And verse 11. Now, I, I've quoted this scripture for years. I know it by heart. Maybe you do too. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord of hosts, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future, a hope, an expected end. How many of you want a future, a hope, an expected end? Verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. How many of you want God to listen to you? It all starts by seeking him. And verse 13, and you will seek me and find me. Did you ever notice that? You hear this, this phrase, seek and ye shall find. So if you want to find God, you have to seek after God. You want answers from God, you have to seek after God. And you will seek me and find me. Now listen, when you Search for me with all your heart. See, we quote verse 11, but then we forget about the rest of it. About calling upon him and praying to him. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. How many have ever lost something and had to look for it? The older you get, you're always looking for something. I'm, I'm, I don't even want to get into what I'm looking for. My wife's always looking for her glasses. Amen? They're right here. I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to, now is it just me? You'll laugh, but I'll go into one room and I'll forget where it's something else. Have you, has it ever happened? It's, it's frustrating. And you have, to, you have to search. How many of you can think of some time in your life where you lost something? I had a, a, a woman few it's been a few weeks ago visited here and she, and uh evidently she'd left her keys on a chair and someone in our church just picked them up and this visit she was a visitor so visitors please hold on to your valuables because our people are taught to pick things up and and somehow uh, the person that picked it up i think it was bia picked the keys up it was her keys. Okay. Visitor picked them up. All right. Thank you for straightening them out, me out. But they were able to figure out because they went to uh, Hy-Vee and they had a scan on there and they could scan it and get the name. And so they figured out whose keys they were, you know. But you lose your purse, you lose your wallet, you lose something. It's unsettling, isn't it? And you have to look for it. It's unsettling when God's people don't seek him. You will be in a perpetual state of uneasiness and frustration if you don't seek after him. 
And especially there are seasons in God that you have to seek after him. And I always believe the end of the year coming in the new year is a good time to seek his face and get the mind of Christ for what is coming because we need our people in government right now seeking God. Not Trump, not Cruz, but seeking God. Crying out to God for the one that should be in the White House. The Message Bible says it this way. When you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure that you won't be disappointed. I like that. When you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Dick Eastman says this. He says, throughout Scripture we find repeated references to God's people seeking after him. Implied in these passages is a quest for God that includes a level of intensity beyond what might be termed ordinary prayer. The word search along with this phrase with all your heart suggests an earnestness that borders on desperation. Do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? She was desperate to be healed. And she sought after the Christ, the anointed one, and she touched the hem of his garment. Was she healed? Yes. The word search in the Hebrew suggests a following after. Was she following after him? Yes. Our close pursuit of a desired objective, it also implies a diligence in the searching process. So you and I need to be diligent every day in seeking after him. Now I want you to look at 2 Chronicles 14. I'll give you a story here of a king, King Asa, 2 Chronicles 14. He was the king of Judah, and Asa, his, the king of Judah, rose up, took his father's place, and it says, in his days, that in chapter 14, the land was quiet for 10 years. Now, verse 2, 2 Chronicles chapter 14, we're starting there. And Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God, for he removed the altars of the foreign gods and the high places and broke down the sacred pillars and cut down the, the wooden images do you say, do any of you have any wooden images that you fall down and worship at your house? That's not, it's not a trick question. Do you have any? No. Do you think you have something else, though, in your life that could become a god to you or an image or something that takes away your devotion to God? Listen. A lot of us do. And maybe it's a little thing, or maybe it's a big thing. But anything that's anything that steals away your devotion to seeking after Christ is an idol. Well, King Asa, he did what was good, and he had these idols taken down. And in verse 4, he commanded Judah to what? Seek the Lord. 
He commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to observe the law and the commandment. Now jump to chapter 15. I'm going to read a portion of this. So was he a good king? Yes. He commanded the people to seek after God. And this is now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, to him, hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest and without law, but when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel, sought him, he was found by them. Do you think it's too late for this nation? I don't think so. You'll hear even ministers say it's too late, and they're talking about judgment and things coming. Yeah, we realize the spirit of the Antichrist is is at work in the, in, in the world and in this nation, uh, but I don't think we need to give up. Amen? It says, but when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him. So this nation needs to what? Seek, turn to the Lord and seek after him. And in those times there was no peace. Well, to the one who went out or to the one who came in, but great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the land. Do you sense that in, in, the, in the spirit or in the atmosphere of great turmoil right now? Yes, in this nation. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. Verse 7. But you be strong. This is the prophet speaking to the king. Do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Harvest Church, don't let your hands be weak, for you shall be rewarded. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ will be rewarded. But when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage. And he removed the, the idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he'd taken in the mountains of Ephraim. And he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. And then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those who dwelt with them from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon. For they came over to him in great numbers from Israel. And they saw that the Lord his God was with him. And so they gathered together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the 15th year of the reign of Asa. Now look at verse 11. And they offered to the Lord at that time 700 bulls, 7,000 sheep from the spoil they had brought. Now look at verse 12. This is old covenant, but this applies to us today. And then they entered into a what? A covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with, with all their heart and with all their soul. Everyone say all their heart. See, you leave here today, there's only one thing I want you to remember. You think you can handle this? All your heart. All your heart. Everyone say it. We need to seek after him, not half-heartedly. How many of you ever done something? And some of you won't even raise your hand, so I, I will. Half-heartedly. We all have. And it's coming to a time now in the body of Christ, in the history in which we're living, 
that we, we have to get away from half-hearted devotion to God. And this is what King Asa did. He says, they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. Now this next verse you don't want me to read. And you better understand this is old covenant. This, everyone say old covenant. We have a new covenant built upon better promises. But look at verse 13. It says, and whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel was put to death. Whether small or great, whether man or woman. Do you know that? Now, how would you know people weren't seeking God? Because if that was the proclamation of the land, all of a sudden I think everybody go, Oh, God, I'm going to seek your face. I love you. And see, that's what it is today in churches throughout this nation. Oh, God, I love you, and I'll seek you on Sunday morning and, and maybe on Wednesday night or home fellowship once a month. We'll seek you, and we'll look like everybody else, like Brother Key says, we'll be Brother blend in. And they'll think we're on fire for God, but in all reality, we're not seeking God. We don't give a rat's rump about seeking God. I'm so glad he said rump. I could have said ass because it's biblical. But we need to. And King Asa did the right thing. He said, people, we need to seek our God. But I thought this was pretty extreme. Whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. You know, I really believe in these last days in which we live. His Lutheran fiance, I have to do this and get it in on, you know, last days. I have to bring it up. If we don't seek him and don't give him all of our heart, we're going to see death. We're going to see destruction. We're going to see things happen. And not just to the world, but to Christians and believers. It's a time to get out of our slump. I, I recognize that. It's time. Then they took an oath before the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting and trumpets and ram horns. Sure they did, because they got this death proclamation, and the worship leaders worked himself up to a lather, and the whole congregation's going nuts. Now listen to verse 15. I want you to see this, because I don't want to end with you thinking about dying today. (laughs) And all Judah rejoiced at the oath. For they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with all their soul. And he, here we get here again, and he was found by them. Now look at this. This this is the best way to end this sermon. And the Lord gave them rest all around. Rest. Do you think that's a benefit from seeking God? Rest. I got a lot more, but I'm going to end there. Because 
Ben's tired and he needs to take a nap. <laughs> Usually it's your dad yawning, not you. I don't know what's wrong with you. Let's stand our feet this morning. Might not be what you wanted to hear, but it's what you needed to hear. You know, I can, I can say, well, we need to enter into covenant of seeking him, and we really do. I can't knock on your door and call you every day and say, are you seeking him? It's a personal thing, folks. It's between you and God. But I can admonish you. I can encourage you to do that. So I'm going to, I'll just pray. How's that? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you are a faithful God, a God who, who's full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and your tender mercies are over all your works. Well, we, Lord, we qualify. We're, we're your works. We're all works in progress. But your mercy is upon us. And I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, for everyone in this room, every individual and every individual family, that they would obey the voice of conscience daily in taking more time in seeking the Father's face. So Holy Spirit, lead and guide us. Holy Spirit, direct us. Speak to our hearts. Show us the adjustments that we need to make that we can get everything out of order into divine order in our life spiritually, physically, financially, every area. And I thank you these are good people, and they'll hear the voice of the good shepherd, and they'll obey instantly the voice of the good shepherd, and they'll obey instantly the voice of conscience. Let there be a fire birthed within every one of us here today to seek him in this coming new year so we can experience your blessing, your peace, and your supernatural rest in Jesus' name. Amen.